0: What's up, Kids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bitch. Jamoke Davis here with Zach Rosen, and we are joined by the one beat writer who travels with the team all the time, Candace Buckner for the Washington Post, everybody. Now we're giving you the clap. And if you want to follow her, follow her <laughs> at Candace D. Buckner, um, and she has some great insight onto this team. Uh, we are dealing with some issues on and off the court. As you're well aware of, John Wall out for two weeks, Wizards have lost two straight home games at probably, or home and row, excuse me, that I thought that they were would win. One of my turned off with, like, three minutes to go. I was like, <coughs> this is it. Wow. Huh. Um, and, You're one of those and, fans. <laughs> you know, well, more that I fell asleep. Like, <laughs> it was pretty bad. But either way, you know, we're a quarter through the season. What is your thoughts on where this team is now?
1: Well, I feel like I've been saying this to everybody that I've talked to about comparing this year's team to last year's team. Okay, guys, you know, my, my, my first my first year in the beat was last year, so my context is, I like to keep things in the present, so my context is, is you know, the calendar year. And so I, I, I when I'm looking at last year's team and how around this time in the quarter poll, they uh, made their turnaround, I'm looking at this year's team, I'm not seeing the light at uh, the end of this, you know, this, this segment of the season. Um, of course, with John Wall being out, he's supposed to miss two weeks after getting injections in his knee. Um, that may be um, an optimistic prognosis, to be honest, because a lot of the other guys who, who have been out, um, Kelly got the PRP, but his was over the summer, and he didn't come back to – he really he got his at early June, and he didn't come back and start doing on-court workouts until, until – the Wizards went to Vegas for Summer League. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's over month. a month. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, John, um, I'm sorry, Yamahimi had it, but he had it on both knees, and the man missed six weeks. Uh, Michael Carter Williams, I mentioned this in my story, he um, had PRP over the summer, didn't start practicing fully until the um, regular season. And knowing how important John Wall is to this team, I don't see them rushing him out, especially this early in the season um so yeah he may come back in two weeks he may come back um um at the end of this uh, long road trip the upcoming road trip but you know even when he comes back what type of John Wall are you going to get he's built on speed and if his knee is bothering him then that's problematic
2: I think you touched on it and as not everyone probably knows, but you and I talk a lot outside of this podcast. And we do, Zach. <laughs> well, we, we, we do talk about this team, some of the things that can be said, some that cannot uh, about this team, uh, both positive and negative. But we we really went into, you know, there's no point in rushing John back because it's November. Even if maybe you're not seeing this, this white light the same as we saw it last year still a lot of the season left we've we've only we're only through 19 games the team is still over 500 Mm -hmm. it's just what's changed so much from last year to this year is the expectations right and so when you're 10 and 9 and you've lost maybe five games that got away and you could be 15 and four and you came into the season thinking you're going to be a top four seed in the east and right now you're kind of dwindling and your best players out your four-time all-star it's hard to to, to be positive, but I think what you're saying is also important is that, you know, they started, what was it, 5-11 and 11 at one point through 16 last year? 7-12. 7-12, mm-hmm. and, and, and they really turned it around, so it's not that they can't compete. There's been maybe one game all season. This team hasn't competed the whole game, so I guess that that was kind of my, how I thought about what you were saying, but, I, you know, trying to keep it pro- yeah, know positive on here and, and to be fair yeah
1: it's um you know although I look at the core the core is the same but these are two different years so you can't compare last year to this year yeah and, and Keith Morris coming in um uh, missing training camp missing the first seven games he's still getting his NBA legs under him he's still getting his conditioning and remember last year they were just blessed uh with very, great health yeah and that's not the case this year yeah yeah
2: but uh, at least we've seen – I mean, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Seeing Brad make a jump, Otto make a jump, now the spotlight's on them. But what is it about them that, that's improved so much?
1: Um, Especially
2: we- with what you're saying, like Morris, you yeah. know, he's he's getting back into game yeah. shape. So, so it's really even, Otto and Brad that yeah. have to
0: put this team on their shoulders yeah. for the next couple of weeks.
1: Brad has been entrusted with his ball handling and you know obviously seen a little bit of it last year definitely seen a lot of it now and, and you're certainly gonna see it with uh, John Wall out and that two-man game that he has working with Martian Gortat mm-hmm. is one of the best in the NBA. Yes. That pick and roll. Mm-hmm. So um, his improvement in, in, in being more than just the Baby Ray, it's a great nickname, and he, lived <laughs> up, he has lived up to it with all the three-pointers that he has made in his young career, but he's versatile, versatile. And um, we're seeing that. With Otto, um, I love seeing how he is creating his own offense. At spots, especially when he's playing against the second unit, when he knows that he's the one that has to get the offense going. Yeah. Um, so he's being a little bit more aggressive, not just doing the catch and shoot or, or the spotting up. But I would like to see him make a little bit more of a leap with with John gone because he's the number two. He's, he's 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 he be he should be one of the guys that defenses are keen on. But as you saw on Saturday night, he had this huge third quarter, and then when he checked back in the game in the fourth quarter, it was like. Where's auto mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. may not be his fault, but he needs to be more assertive,
0: yeah, and I that that's the angle I would take is that his next level of game isn't just the ability to score but actually saying, "Hey, give me the ball, right. I'm the guy that you need to help you win this game and Finding however that works in Scott Brooks' scheme to not necessarily mess with the flow, but say, hey, let's make it run through Otto a little bit more. Maybe what they will need at least over this next two I
2: think we're going to see just a completely different team, I think, without John. We just heard Coach Brooks talk after practices on Monday. And, you know, there were questions asked about certain rotation players and who may may be playing and who may not be playing. And it made me just think in general, without John, do you even – do you even play? Maybe you don't even play Tim Frazier in the last five minutes of the game, and and Kelly plays, and Brad's the one, and it just hmm. made me think: Is it's Jody Meeks going to play more now? Because I think after yeah. Saturday, they have a really good idea of what they have. Frazier and Saturday are pretty good. I mean, they played pretty well on Saturday, but without John Wall, as you're saying, he might have to change his game with his his knee soreness this year. I think the whole team has to like reevaluate the whole scheme. How are we going to attack this? And I, I think Otto being a focal point has to be an important, an important thing. I mean, you you were right there. I missed part of what Coach Brooks said, but he, you know, he was saying some interesting things after today's practice.
1: And I thought the most interesting thing was um, Scott finally conceding that they're thinking about moving Jan Mahimi out of the rotation. And it was a great question asked by Ben Standick um, today, um, you know, phrased as. Jan has played in all 19 games, but here we have Mike Scott, who was the leading scorer of the bench, and all he does is get you buckets, I, I, love, I love that one. I was not at the Charlotte game, so I, I watched it and Carol Lawson was like, he's walking yeah. bucket, <laughs> like that. And all he does is score for you, and, and it's been consistent, um, and then you have Jason Smith, and all he does is bring energy, and those guys are collecting DNPs and dust, while Jan Mahimi, um, while what, what he may bring to the team defensively gets nullified with his foul trouble and the fact that you're playing four and five offensively so today was the first time that that Scott Brooks said that we're looking at possibly uh, I'm paraphrasing but possibly um, making a change yeah
2: and ma- you're making a more matchup based and that makes I mean that makes sense I completely agree with him that Jan should be in there against Ed Davis who's like a, a monster I mean we saw him with some big rebounds and against, let's see, Tuesday, I mean, I don't really know who the backup center is. Is Gorgie Jang playing the five for them? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's someone who can stretch the floor, but he's still a big body. And I think matching up is something that this team, like I said, reevaluating the whole scheme has to look at. And so that was such an interesting point. I mean, Mike Scott, I think he's scored double digits nine to 12 games. We've seen what Jason Smith can do. Um, and we saw Jason play the four also alongside Mahimi at the five right. against a bigger team in Portland. So, yeah, this is, like, an interesting point to be talking and talking about this team right now. Um, Especially
0: when you look at what's coming up. I mean, back-to-backs against Minnesota and Philly. It's a Maybe two of back. the youngest
2: yeah. and most
0: electrifying teams yeah. that to, to watch right now. And, and I think that's a good litmus test for them. If they can get one of those two, I think we all – pretty be impressed that that was even possibility especially without John Wall it's going to be a tall task but you know uh, just talk about if you can not just from a player perspective but from your perspective what is a back to back like for you traveling mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. road covering a team uh and, and and you have two back-to-backs then you're back at home and then another two back-to-backs on the west coast at utah at portland yeah i had to check so. my
1: phone to see if <laughs> i had that non-stop i got the non-stop from Minneapolis okay okay to philadelphia. that's all i care about i don't yeah. i don't do layovers kids
0: i don't do layovers. um
1: but thank the good lord i got minneapolis to philadelphia so for me i don't i'm, I'm not on the I'm not on the uh. Our team charter, on the, the I know, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> not like the baseball in the '70s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I am. I'm flying charter. I'm sorry. Not. I'm flying commercial. Right. And um, you know when it's a back to back, you you get in the rhythm of uh, of an NBA beat, and so very early on, I was probably just catching like all 6 a.m. flights. But you understand the rhythm of NBA season, knowing that the second day of a back-to-back, there will be no morning shoot-around. Right. So there's no point, truly, to get there super early. So um, for me, I try to, um, you know, of course, send in my game story, have something ready for the morning, and that'll pretty much keep me in arena until like midnight, go home, I'm sorry, go to my hotel, get um, get a nice little sleep, and sleep in into sleep my flight. Sleep in, yeah, yeah. And I, you won't get to see, um, the team until the the pregame media availability, which is if it's a seven o'clock game, five fifteen for the home team, five thirty. This is way too much inside baseball stuff, but
0: but it's good for the Potters. Yeah, they get, no, they get a lot to of people hear, don't. Yeah. don't
2: know the background. and who
0: knows there may be aspiring beat writers that yeah. are listening to don't it. Don't do it. A, don't
2: yeah. <laughs> pick a better profession. <laughs> but no, um,
1: it's this is only their second back to back, and we're we're at the quarter pole. So yeah. wow, th- they've had a really good schedule. So it's just it's it is a little bit confusing why they're 10 and 9 and, and they've been inconsistent when they've had a pretty favorable mm-hmm. schedule to start this I year. think
2: consistency is just the key for this team i mean we we saw monday we were in milwaukee yeah and it was a really impressive win and then wednesday it looks honest. like yeah it looks like they're gonna they're gonna take control and take that game in Charlotte up seven three minutes ago same thing Saturday yeah. up seven three minutes ago I mean it's just, that's been a theme we don't need to get into that because to me it's actually really really depressing to look at <laughs> yeah. and, and those things will turn around I think law of averages you yeah. you don't shoot that poorly in the last five minutes the whole season that's right. just it's, you're not you're it's not, not be possible oh for 11 one possession games exactly in the final minute.
1: so like those like the final shots those final shots You're not going to be 0-4. Right.
2: But, yeah, looking forward to to this week. So we've got three teams that are over 500, very much in the playoff picture. But last season, none of them made the playoffs. Uh, So we start in Minnesota, Philly, then Detroit back at home. It's just such an interesting twist now that you're seeing a lot of teams grow this season. Right. Yeah. Utah is even
0: better without yeah. Gordon Hayward. Yeah. I'm really and surprised Gor- at Gor- how Bay. well they're playing. Yeah, Is it Gorbet? Go-Bear. 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 Go-Bear.
2: Go-Bear. with that sorbet. <laughs> 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 uh, but, I mean, Detroit is different. I think they kind of figured it out. They got Avery Bradley. But how do you prepare for a team like Minnesota and Philly that they're just completely different? I mean – Philly's got some of the same guys, but they've got players that are actually playing every night. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons, Joe B, they got Reddick, and then Minnesota brings in Jimmy Butler to go yeah. with all – Jeff Teague to go with all yeah, these yeah. Star, young stars already. I mean, how do you prepare for that, really?
1: And it's and they're not really a, a Thibodeau um, traditional team. A
2: lot more often yeah, than Yeah, no. and Jimmy
0: Butler already brought up defensively how they need to improve, and yeah, Thibodeau's teams are normally like some of the top defensive teams, and they just aren't doing it.
1: So um I haven't paid too much attention to um to Minnesota Timberwolves uh games this year but I I'm I'm pretty excited to see how that dynamic works with their big three mm-hmm. uh Wiggins, uh, Towns and and Butler um with Philadelphia that I don't know if that's tele- nationally televised It's NBA TV. Yeah. But that's going to be I'm so interested to see how MB looks in person because he every time I've watched him he's cooked his opponent and embarrassed him and then go on to Twitter or Instagram <laughs> and troll them so <laughs> the- the- who's
2: the- he gonna troll do we gotta pick who he's gonna troll if they win <laughs> well he'll be what well, the thing Gortat.
1: is, yeah. but the I'm thing I'm is Gortat is
0: just as good on Twitter though yeah Gortat will give it to you Well, we also I was gonna
2: say Gortat kind of shut him down in the first game of the season yeah when, when he, the, yeah, the yeah, Sixers he were he looked, here he was good on him so I don't know, like, what are we going to see out of that team? But like you're saying, it's and then like, Ben it's, Simmons. yeah, it's like interesting four? too, to see that team from game one. Now we're at game 20. Yeah. Like, how are they going to be different? I mean, mm-hmm, they're winning mm-hmm. now. Right. So, yeah.
0: yeah. So when, when you're, when you're going on these road trips, how do you pick your, do you just let the game tell a story or do you, sometimes you go into games with a story in mind?
1: Uh Because the season is so long, I am trying to experiment with um, not so much giving you the X and O's in the next next day because by the next day or even after the game, you, the reader, can get that information from Yahoo or from ESPN. You've done more
0: color this year.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to, um, you know, I have a press pass and I have all this access. I'm trying to use that and give a little bit more analysis. And what, I, and, what, and what the story is beneath the game story. And so having, like, for, um, for uh, tomorrow, something that I want to look at is Otto Porter and how he is being used in the offense and how he is um, asserting himself, or not asserting himself. So that may be something that I, I, I want to tell throughout um, the game, through that game, but basically it's, it's a bigger picture sort of deal. So, um, experimenting with that, sometimes, you know, you can't go in with the story idea because, shoot, you know, Markeith Morris will, will, will hit the, the game-winning three-pointer with, by stepping out the line and what happened in Portland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's, yeah. There's no way. It's like, man, you just scrapped <laughs> yeah. a whole great idea. You have to write about <laughs> this, this moment. So, sometimes the moment in the game, um, it's just too big to, to pass up. But I am trying to just, you know, bigger picture because if i yeah. mean th- you can go to washingtonwizards.com to get the the recap yeah. and i think mm-hmm. uh, if you know if you're su- if subscribing to the post and you're following me you want you want a little bit more substance than just john Wong scored yeah. 20 right. points and had 15 assists. So it sounds like assists.
0: you enjoy maybe the sidebar and the column more than doing the game
2: story. Um I should rather just read my recap of what happened. <laughs>
1: It, uh, I only I only pause with that because it, it really does kind of and I don't I don't colonize obviously Jerry mm-hmm. Brewer can opine but I want to give it to you straight um it's it kind of does seem like the game story is becoming the sidebar mm-hmm. yeah or, or a little a, a touch of the column when I when I say analysis it just even yesterday's story I probably had a line that if I was a young reporter it probably would have been edited out because it may have seen a little bit too edit ed, um editor
0: editorialized there
1: we go and yes. I'm a journalist I should be able to say that but it was a line about with all this <laughs> firepower you spell it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> that's why I didn't go into TV I went into writing <laughs> but the line was about with all this firepower you would it would be reasonable to um, it would be a reasonable expectation for the Wizards to have a guy they can go to and get a late shot when they need it yeah um, but but yeah I guess you, I always always like the color and the feature Mm-hmm. And so I want to add that into the game story. So it's not just straight boom, 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 but it makes people want to read the story.
0: Yeah. How do you think that this, the new, well, I guess it's not really new, the digital age has changed your profession and how you cover a team? And I feel mm-hmm. like now you used to be able to just write or type, so to speak, but now you got to have your phone, you got to do something <laughs> for social and your stories and maybe. WAPO podcasts, all kinds of stuff.
1: I've been slacking on my my in-game tweeting because I'm trying to focus a little bit more on the color. But, yeah, you got to tweet and be funny and witty and and entertaining and also have blogs, which I should, you know, do a lot more. Someone emailed me earlier in the season, said, we need more content. I'm like, Mm -hmm. listen, I give quality not okay. so much quality quantity.
0: over quantity I, I like that so
1: don't troll me son <laughs> but no but no it's it's you want to have something fresh for like the a.m. crowd because that's when people are, are going to be on the the website and I don't do too many pods that's Tim Bontemps yeah you know, his uh, morning post up or posting up mm-hmm. which mm-hmm, is a great mm-hmm. name yeah
2: we had yeah. Tim on earlier this yeah we, we had we him did. on before me yeah, yeah. I noticed Blame Jeremy, not I. <laughs> Blame Jeremy. He's the road guy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah.
0: Well, we appreciate you joining us, giving us some time. Uh Thanks We wish you the best, me. and we'll continue to follow you and read you, and hopefully for all our whiz kids out there, you can follow Candace at Candace D. Buckner. Don't forget um, the D. Don't forget it, and uh, safe travels. Yeah. You're going to be on the road a lot over the Seven next Seven to the weeks. next eight. I think you Jeremy. had a good Thanksgiving?
1: I had a great one. A great I, one? Uh, when you said that she's at every game, I had to, like, uh, I wasn't at Charlotte because I, I I went back home to St. Louis. Oh, That's like the one okay.
2: I think probably the one you're gonna miss all year.
1: There there will be another one.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, the,
1: uh, because because of
0: St. Louis. No, because take Brad with the, you. The, the, <laughs> the he St- may like to go home for a little bit.
1: The Christmas game is in Boston. Yeah, but they have this crazy thing where they they play in in Brooklyn and then come back home for a back to back in Orlando. I'm like, screw that. Mm-hmm. Let me just stay up north. Yeah, then and then go to Boston. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think I'll be at that. Okay, over. so okay. you'll go
2: 80 out of 82 in the regular yeah. season? I,
1: I, that's what I did last year. Okay. Yeah. No, I did 78
2: out of 82.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Like you said in the beginning, you don't look at that last season. We shoot for 90%. You're improving. <laughs> You're improving. Beat, on the beat. 80 <laughs> out of 80. We, all <laughs>
2: we, we all know that.
0: We all know that. All right, kids. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. I uh, hope you also had a good Thanksgiving. Ciao for now.